Welcome to Wake Up. I am your host, Chris Ann Hall. Today we're going to talk about what the repeal of the OSHA mandate really means. What does that mean for America? What does that mean for the Constitution? What's likely to happen next? And what does the Constitution of the United States say should really happen? Thank you for joining us today. Let's get started. Welcome to Wake Up, our periodical on the current events and constitutional issues. Training up a new generation of liberty-loving patriots to be on the front lines to battle the Constitution, att Constitution's attacks and those who want to come against the liberty of, the, of Americans. Samuel Adams said this, no people will tamely surrender their liberties nor be easily subdued when knowledge is diffused and virtue is preserved. He said, on the contrary, when the people become universally ignorant and debauched in their manners, they will sink underneath their own weight without the aid of foreign invaders. We must get wisdom and knowledge and we must be on the front lines combating the propaganda, being able to spot the trickery and the deceptions that are taking over American minds and literally making people think that good is evil and that sometimes government is actually there to help. Imagine that. Well, we're going to talk today about how OSHA has repealed the vaccine mandate. Now, I wanted to do a, a short wake-up section on this because there's some constitutional explanation that needs to go into this. There's a two-fold thing that needs to happen here. We need to understand why OSHA repealed their ETS, their Emergency Testing Standard, what they're planning to do and why, and then what the Constitution actually says about the federal government and OSHA. So we're going to start today with the ETS web, uh, the, the ETS post on the OSHA.gov website. Christian's going to put that up there for you. And you can see right here, the U.S. Department of Labor's Occupational Safety and Health Administration is withdrawing the vaccination and testing emergency standard issued on November 5th, 2021 to protect unvaccinated employees of large employers with 100 or more employees from the workplace exposure to COVID. This, the withdrawal is effective January 26th, 2022. Now, we know now that they are withdrawing the emergency testing standard. That's what ETS stands for because the Supreme Court has come down and said, your Adoption of this ETS, OSHA, is not authorized by the Constitution. 
Now, I want to be very clear because there's a lot of misinformation floating around about this. The Supreme Court did not say the vaccine mandate was unconstitutional. As a matter of fact, in the sister case, the health worker, the CMS case, the Supreme Court temporarily upheld the vaccine mandate. So anybody that's telling you that the Supreme Court has overturned the vaccine mandate is not telling you the whole truth. The whole truth is the Supreme Court said that OSHA issuing an ETS, an emergency testing standard, is unconstitutional. And they said this because they said that OSHA is not allowed to do this. However, Congress or the state itself could issue the mandate. So there you have it. The Supreme Court is not saying that the mandate is unconstitutional. They're just simply saying it was imposed by the wrong people in the wrong way. So OSHA is withdrawing this mandate because the Supreme Court has issued a temporary injunction against the mandate. So number one, they're not doing this out of the kindness of their heart. They're not even doing this because they want to. They're doing this, it may appear on the face of it, as if they have to because the Supreme Court said. However, if you study the Constitution at libertyforsociety.com, our online Constitution study platform, you will understand in the judiciary course that the Supreme Court highly has no teeth to its orders. They can issue orders but have really no way to enforce them, especially if the executive branch doesn't take enforcement action. So the Supreme Court must have one of two things happen. They must have an executive branch who will will by force enforce their orders, or they must have voluntary compliance with their orders. So in reality, OSHA didn't have to repeal the mandate because OSHA is the executive branch. And I think you and I both know that the Department of Justice is not going to crack down on OSHA, at least not under the Biden administration. They're not going to crack down on OSHA over the vaccine mandates because the Biden administration doesn't agree with the Supreme Court on this issue, obviously. So why then? Kind of begs the question, doesn't it? If OSHA doesn't re, if nobody's going to actually enforce, excuse me, if nobody's going to actually force OSHA to comply with the Supreme Court injunction, why then would OSHA voluntarily comply? Well, here's where the trickery comes into play. In the legal field, when you file a lawsuit against a government agency. There are two there are several things that the court will look at preliminarily before even considering the case. One of the issues is standing. Do you have the authority to sue? Well, the workers, the federal workers, the business owners, in this case the uh, NFSB, the the National Foundation of Small Businesses filing a lawsuit against OSHA has standing because they're directly impacted by the mandate. This, one of the other questions that will be asked is, is this issue ripe? 
meaning, is there a right now problem? It Generally speaking, if there is not a right now problem, the courts will say the issue is moot because there's not a right now problem for us to solve. So either the issue is ripe, it's a right now problem, or it's moot and the court will say there is no case and dismiss it. Now we know why OSHA is really repealing the vaccine mandate, because if they repeal the vaccine mandate, they believe that when the Supreme Court hears the case on its merits, actually hears the oral arguments, OSHA will be able to say, but Supreme Court, we don't even have a mandate anymore. Therefore, there's not a right now problem. Therefore, the issue is not ripe. It is moot. So you have to dismiss the case. And by dismissing the case, they avoid the court establishing a precedent, number one, that they're not allowed to issue a COVID vaccine mandate, number two, that they're not allowed to issue any mandates as far as an emergency testing standard goes for vaccinations. OSHA doesn't want to hear that from the Supreme Court. So they're trying to get rid of this mandate now so that the court will say, well, there's no right now problem. Let's get rid of it. And then as soon as the Supreme Court dismisses the case, they can reinstate it And the business owners will have to start over from scratch in a brand new lawsuit to sue. Now, that's really a gamble for OSHA because already the federal courts have come by and dismissed the mootness issue in other cases. One federal court said we're even though the mandate was changed, even though the governor's order was changed. We're not going to dismiss this for being moot because of the nature of this crisis. The governor could reinstate it at any time. So even though it's not active now, because of the repeating nature of the crisis, we're looking at an issue that is perpetually ripe. Basically, we're not going to reward the governor for seeing us coming getting scared of us and dropping what he's doing so he can come back later and then making people start over from scratch. That is the real reason OSHA is getting rid of this mandate because they want to reinstate it and take the time to mandate these vaccinations. The time that it takes for the business owners to start over from scratch. It's really, really a wickedly deceptive judicial trickery. And I believe, especially with Gorsuch behind uh, on the bench, there will be people who on the Supreme Court who will say, no, 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 no. We are not going to buy this mootness thing. So we got to hope there's more that don't buy the mootness thing than want to actually in, in, incorporate the vaccinations. Remember, they went against the vaccination mandate in majority by injunction, but not unanimously. 
So going to the Supreme Court's always a risky thing. Now, I want to read back to you this OSHA website. It says at the bottom paragraph, Although OSHA is withdrawing the vaccination and testing ETS as an enforceable emergency temporary standard, the agency is not withdrawing the ETS as a proposed rule. So what they're trying to do now is to incorporate their ETS as a proposal to Congress to create a rule or to adopt the the actual mandate through the OSHA rulemaking process and test the waters that way. So there you have why the mandate is actually being repealed. Not because they're obeying the Supreme Court, but because they want to deceptively use the judicial process to cost the business owners more time and more money to have to start over by scratch when they reinstate it once the Supreme Court calls it moot. Even in their own website, they're letting us know we have no intentions of dropping this issue. So they're actually showing their hand. So we must be vigilant and keep watching. And the minute we see them trying to reincorporate this, We, the people, who are the true government, must become the active government and stop our Congress from doing this and stop OSHA from incorporating this rule. Now, what what does the Constitution say about this? What's interesting in understanding what the Constitution has to say is understanding the intent in which the Constitution was written. So Christian is going to show you A quote from James Madison. It's actually from a document called Federalist 45. And we're going to show you two slides in this. The first slide is James Madison's lesson to us on how the federal government is supposed to work. James Madison says, The powers delegated by the proposed Constitution to the federal government are few and defined. Those that remain with the state governments are numerous and indefinite. He says the powers delegated to the federal government are to be exercised principally upon, are you ready for this? Foreign affairs. That's what he calls external objects. War, peace, negotiation, and foreign commerce. And then... As we continue with his statement, he tells us the powers that are reserved to the state. So in our next slide, James Madison says, the powers reserved to the several states will involve all of the power regarding the ordinary course of affairs. Look at what he says, the ordinary course of affairs. He calls them the powers of the state, the ordinary course of affairs, the lives, the liberties, the property of the people, the internal order, improvement, and prosperity of the state. James Madison is explaining to us there's a separation of powers here, and the powers that are not specifically delegated to the federal government 
are reserved to the states. He generalizes the power being specifically delegated to the federal government as foreign affairs, war, peace, negotiation, foreign commerce. And if you go to libertyfirstsociety.com and, and you study with us, you'll understand how the commerce clause is being errantly applied to expand federal government way beyond its constitutional boundaries. But then he tells us lives, liberties, properties of the people, internal order, improvement, and prosperity of the state are all reserved to the states. The occupational safety and uh, whatever, OSHA, I forgot all of a sudden what it means. What is it? Occupational safety and health administration, maybe, hazard. <laughs> I should know that. Oh, it's right here in front of me. Um, anyway, OSHA is not a power that is delegated to the federal government. OSHA is a power that is reserved to the states. So if we're following the Constitution, then we must know that OSHA is an organization that should exist only at the state level and not at the federal level. So does OSHA have the authority to issue a mandate on workers within the state? James Madison would tell you, according to the Constitution that they voted, ratified, and placed into law as the supreme law of the land, that OSHA doesn't even have the authority to exist in the federal government. So this is our little wake up constitutional teaching lesson for the day. If you would like to know more about that separation of powers between the state and the federal government, if you would like to understand which executive agencies are constitutionally authorized and which ones are not, there are two sources that I can offer you. Number one, study with us at libertyfirstsociety.com. Number two, read my book, Sovereign Duty. Sovereign Duty is available on Amazon. Books a Million, and many other online outlets, but you can also get it at chrisannhall.com, where you can also get other resources to help you understand how the federal government, how your state governments are supposed to work. Study with us at libertyfirstsociety.com. Read Sovereign Duty. Be your government, not just a government spectator. Thank you so much for joining me for our periodical what's uh, for our periodical wake up and I will see you next time. God bless.